The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode of Beyond is brought to you by ForHims.com. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Hello and beyond. Welcome to a very special episode of IGN Beyond, our weekly PlayStation show. My name is Jonathan Dornbush. I am your host this week. I am joined by Brian Altano. Hello. Max Scoville. Howdy. And Insomniac Games is Brian Intahar. Hello, Brian. How are you guys doing? We're doing pretty well. How are you? Good. I'm yeah. doing really good now that the game's out. Yeah, I could imagine it's been a strange time for you. Yeah, it's yeah. been, uh, I mean, it's been a long journey uh, now that the game is out. Um, people are playing it. And they like it, <laughs> so it, it's uh, I, it's funny. I've been saying, uh, am I more happy or more relieved? I'm. I think uh, the beginning I was relieved, and now seeing all the, the responses and all all the photos from photo mode, I think I'm very very happy. Yeah, I I could really imagine. Of course, we are talking today. If you didn't notice by the set decoration and Brian's appearance here, we are talking about Marvel Spider Man. Which oh, is, that's why I'm. Yeah, I that, thought we were talking uh, about other games. About, so, we're right. talking about the American. I, we could talk about you know God of War. I've sure, Guacamelee yeah, Two is another yeah. great PlayStation exclusive this year. You can, it is. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a big year, but we are talking about Marvel <laughs> Spider Man. Uh, if you couldn't tell by Brian's appearance here, we are going a full in depth spoiler cast here. We're going to be talking everything about the game, the biggest moments, our favorite crazy scenes, everything the big character reveals. So if you haven't played the game or beaten the game, especially don't watch this yet. Come back after you've beaten it because we're going to talk about a lot in spoilerific detail. Uh, and I really want to go through, obviously, from Max and Brian, your perspective about some of the biggest moments for you in the game and obviously get some insight from you, Brian, on Sounds good. everything that happened. Just tell us all of the secrets. All of them. All of them. All the yeah, secrets. That we yeah. can spoil everything about the game. Sure, yeah. Yeah, uh, but so to start off, I figured the best place to start would be the end of the game. That's um, always a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Just like the memento goes. approach. Yeah, exactly. That's what I've learned to do storytelling from. Uh, no, I want to talk about the amazing and not just the post-credit scenes that are in the game, the two yeah. very big post-credit scenes, but also just that final Doc Ock showdown. That yeah, final, it's my favorite part of the game. It is. So first of all, I just want to know a little bit about that boss fight because it, you sense the weight behind it, the scale of it. Yeah. What uh, went into that fight? It took forever. Uh, <laughs> we had a lot of restarts and starts and stops and restarts. And uh, I think the biggest thing we really wanted to, our kind of philosophy of this game, we wanted to have a very dri- uh, story-driven experience. You know, even though it's an, it is an open-world game and we, you can kind of do what you want, um, 
I feel like when it's, you're talking about Marvel, everything starts with story. Everything mm-hmm. is about the story and the character. So we wanted to have a very story-rich experience um, in that main story. And we wanted to all come to a head in this final fight. And I think the, the challenge was, how do we make uh, an experience that's testing you from a gameplay standpoint, but also almost as like a mini story, like it has its own arc. Like you see a very beginning, middle, and end to the to the narrative of that fight. Um, in the very beginning where uh, basically Peter warning him, please don't do this. Um, Peter, uh, Otto revealing that he knew Peter was Spider-Man. And that's finally that final confrontation when they're on the side of the building. There's a very like nice arc to it. Um, and it kind of sets up the, the very end of the game as well. Um, and that really came together because of the team. Uh, it was the animators working closely with the programmers and the designers to make sure we have those interstitial cinematic moments within this you know, really tough uh, gameplay challenge. So we had a lot of different scenarios. Um, but it's funny, we actually, very early on in development, um, we had a concept image. This is way before anything. Um, and we had an image of uh, Spider-Man and Ock falling on the side of a building. And I kept like going back, I'm like, can we, what if we just end on the, f- on the side of the building? What if, mm-hmm. what if they fight on the side of the building? And we tried, and we were like, ah, it's not going to work. And then we finally went back to it for like the last phase of the fight. So um, I was pretty happy. I got that in my iron spider arm. So I was really happy <laughs> <laughs> at, at the end of the day. You've, you've, the power. I mean, there have been what, seven, eight Spider-Man movies at this point, And they've, they've all sort of found ways to introduce different villains that are almost increasingly over the top and kind of ridiculous. But I, I think what was really special about Dr. Octopus in, in this game was that uh, you've sort of contextualized his pain and suffering yeah. and his descent into madness and yeah. coupled that with the fact that he was this very close mentor figure to a young yeah. person that didn't have one of those that really, it just hurt, man. <laughs> like, yeah. It really hurt the way yeah. it all came together. Like, Yeah, it was, that was, um, for us, that was a, I'm glad it's I. You'll, if you guys start talking, you see me smile because you guys are saying things that I or we have said as a team, and I'm like, oh, they got it, they got, <laughs> they got it. Um, yeah, it was a very conscious choice to do that. Um, what I, why we knew right away the minute that I mean the second mission in the game is you go to the lab and you see Ot, you're working for Otto, and you're like, all right, he's gonna be Doc Ock, and <laughs> that there's twofold. One is I we wanted to see um, if we could develop the relationship so people almost thought well, like. Is he going to come die? Maybe he's not going to become the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's going to become the good guy. And then also is, I think that um, villains are really hard to do, and like they're sometimes harder to do than the hero. And it's very easy to just create someone like a mustache twirling guy who has really very simple motivations or no motivations at all. It's like I just want to blow stuff up to blow stuff up. And um, we really wanted to give um, Otto make him three dimensional. And we thought that if we had a little bit more of a slow burn to his eventual. Um, it would, it would, that last, those final moments, or when he finally does become Ock, it would mean a lot more. And, uh, that was kind of the, the big thing. So like, you know, so one of my favorite scenes is the part where they're, um, they're juggling the tennis yes. balls. Cause yeah. you finally see like, it's really that fought almost that father son relationship, that final bonding of like Peter basically saying, no matter what, I'm not going to leave you. You mm-hmm. know, like I'm going to be you know, like, he's like, uh, you know, you're not going to lose what you got up here, and I'm not going anywhere. And, and like, it's, that's it's a villain that begins almost with with good intentions, and he it, does. It, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like it's like Mark Zuckerberg sitting on trial, and you're like, <laughs> he's like, I started a website so people could like their friends' pictures. Yeah. It's like it's now it's taken over the world. Yeah, I, I think for us it was, and it was also like another a great way. We talked a lot about the idea of worlds colliding. We could see like essentially Pete kind of helps create one of the, the greatest super. I mean, it was it was like. 
there's, as you said, this character's been around for like 50 years, 50 plus years. He's been in, obviously, so many comic stories. He's been in, what, seven, eight movies. It's hard to like just, you got to surprise people. I mean, look, I mean, Homecoming did it really, really well with, yeah. you know, the, sorry, spoiler, uh, the, the vulture <laughs> being the dad of, you know, the girl he likes, right? So we had, we had to think of a way to mix things up and... Um, we thought, well, what better way to have Peter be working for his one of his greatest heroes? You guys, villains. you guys, did something really cool in, in the same way that sort of the Vulture thing. Like, I'm I'm like a old school Spider Man fan, so mm -hmm. when I see Peter Parker's dating someone named Liz, I'm like, oh, that's Liz Allen. And then the second it's the Vulture's daughter, I'm like, oh shit. Uh, in the case of of like Doc Ock. There was enough stuff that you guys were doing sort of differently yeah. that I was like, maybe he's good. Like, yeah. Are you going like a superior Spider-Man direction? Yeah. Like, what's what's happening here? Yeah. Uh, and it felt like you were kind of tapping into the uh, the Sam Raimi version, like the Alfred Molina Doc Ock, but giving it more time to breathe. I think I think we were. I mean, people ask me a lot, like, what were we influenced by? And I feel like we were influenced by everything. We were. I mean, you know, obviously the original comics of the idea of the best stories of the worlds colliding. too. I feel like. Um, the Bendis books, um, the Ultimate Spider-Man series, was a good a good example for us to the producers applauding. In the oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. he, he yeah. loves the Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's great, and I think what Bendis showed, at least me, was that um, you could bend the universe a little bit and change things up, and people who love Spider-Man will still be excited about it um, and actually really like it. And I just think that the relationships that he the relationships he develops is really strong. I think for Dan Slott, um, we actually spent some time in the early on talking to Dan. It was that. Dan's stories usually sound really crazy at the very beginning. You're like, so Doc Ock is going to go into the brain of Peter. Parker. It's like, what? Like, it's like, what's going on? We're like, everybody's going to have spider powers. And then over the course of the of the arc, it gets, you start to understand, you get really addicted to it. So, um, but of course, like, yeah, totally influenced by all the movies, um, the Raimi movies, you know, Amazing Spider-Man and obviously the MCU a lot. But yeah, I mean, I think that, I think I, what we saw there was that you could, these, these two characters, Ock and, and Pete, are some ways very similar, and that there's a there's a natural bond between the two, um, and one goes this way with what his powers are, and one goes the other way with his powers. Mm -hmm. So it just feels like they fit really well. So you mentioned that the concept art with them fighting on the side of a building. Did you yeah. have sort of like a handful of like touchstone, like kind of core concepts you wanted to go back to? Yeah, I mean we, um, the early early on was about just establishing the tone of the game, the voice of the game, and that's was really really hard. It was. Because, um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you're working on Spider-Man. Just, you know, just it's super easy. Just add some quips and everything. It's going to be super easy. And I'm like, no, it's like actually really freaking hard, man. It's really, it's really tough. And we would just do a bunch of concept images to kind of establish the look, the feel of the city. Um, what does Peter like feel like, look like even from his his body? You know, I've, I'm sure you've seen a lot of pictures of his butt online from the photo <laughs> mode. It's a good butt. It's a good butt. We spent a lot of time <laughs> on that butt. Um, but I think that... Um, it was really about, and then we just kind of said, like, you know, let's just have some, like, really, like, more, like, inspiration pieces. So there was, um, we did the, a shot early on of Ock and, um, and Spider-Man fighting, and they were kind of falling on the side of a building. Um, that City Hall event at the end of Act One was, we used that as an inspiration piece. Um, originally, actually, it was supposed to be Peter that was mm -hmm. playing that part. Mm -hmm. But then when we, we started bringing Miles in, it was actually one of our designers, Austin and Brian. Brian's a really great people, by the way. It's a great um, name. Yeah, I should get and one. It, you should totally get a Brian. And um, <laughs> uh, he was the one who's like, oh, this would be even better if it was Miles. Um, and he was totally right. So we had a series of those kind of pieces um, that, and then we had a lot of stuff that just wasn't right. Like it just wasn't, it just was like, uh, it's too dark or it was um, just too, um, it just felt like it was hard to take this, the world seriously. So we kind of had to find our sweet spot. And we did that with the look of the city, the look of the game, 
um, the the voice of the character. I think a lot, you know, a lot of people like, well, he's really funny. Uh, let's just have quips every five seconds. I'm like, we tried it. It sucked. Like it was not funny. <laughs> right. like, you can't write that many. If you're if you're your golden your like main story is 20 plus hours. That's a lot of jokes you got to write, and it just gets old after a while. So we kind of really went more like, okay, you know, it's going to work better situational humor here. I think you guys did a fantastic job of nailing Peter's sort of vulnerability as not just a, a young adult in a in a relationship. I mean, specifically when he's texting in this game, is you're on the edge of your seat, like you're it feels real. Yeah. But when he that, the, that part where him and MJ are going back and forth, oh god, oh, yeah. yeah, one of the most real scenes scariest boss fight, yep. yeah. <laughs> um, but also the fact that, you know, he and so many I feel like so many movies, so many modern comic book movies try to attempt this whole thing of like, uh, he's got great power. But with that comes great responsibility and sadness. And I think with him, it didn't that it that he still had a blast being this character. Yeah. But there's obviously a weight to it. And there's obviously there's there's trying to be in seven places at once and yeah. realizing you can't. It's, I think that's the one of the challenges that we had was we wanted we wanted a story that was emotional, had high stakes, but we didn't want to just go so serious that you know you felt like it was a depressing twenty hours. Mm-hmm. And one of the that was one of the like one of the big challenges was like so we had this scene at you know the city hall where there's this um, you know tragic death and then you know the act two picks up a week later at this funeral. And you're basically Peter saying like, "I'm sorry for I feel responsible for your your dad dying to Miles essentially," which he's not saying it, but he's metaphorically saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's, but we still have humor even after that. We find the moments, and that was a lot of trial and error, just figuring out pacing wise. Like, um, do you guys remember the scene where they're co- they're cooking? Uh, Peter's cooking dinner, and they're having like a pretty like she's like, "I want to be your partner," and they're kind of getting pretty serious. And then his alarm is like his phone thing goes off and he's all dressed up mm-hmm. and um, he, he she's like did you just leave all your clothes, clothes on the yeah, floor and, <laughs> and then he brings them out and like that was all added that was that was something we added at the end of the scene like it was something we actually went back and we go we think this would be a really good moment right. so we were always constantly um, like it's funny tone and voice were established very early. And we had to because it kind of set the pace for the game. But throughout development, we were always about reevaluating the story, looking at the characters and finding those moments that we could kind of cap- capture. And, you know, you mentioned the thing about vulnerability. We always kind of I always think of P- uh, Spider-Man and Peter as a little bit two different characters, uh, fortunately played by Yuri Lowenthal, who did a great job doing both. Is like when he's Spider-Man, he's much more confident. That's where some of the humor comes about. And he's perse- perseveres. He's always going to triumph as much as he can. Um, but there's Peter, he's much more relatable, he's more vulnerable, and there's like that awkward, like cutesy awkwardness to him, like mm-hmm. where you're like, you're trying to be cool, but you're a dork, and we love you for it. Yeah. Um, and what was really, was really awesome was that that's how we wrote it, and but we never told Yuri how to play it, and he just naturally did it. And I even told, um, I hope he never really sees this, I'm like, I told like our writer, John Paquette, and um, our animation director, Bobby Coddington, I'm like, don't tell Yuri that. Just let him. Just keep going because I didn't want to get him in his head. Um, and he just nailed it. He nailed that kind of that ju- those, those two wor- those two characters, those two worlds colliding. We interrupt this program to bring you a brief message from Hims, a new wellness brand for men. Here's a not so fun fact: sixty six percent of men lose their hair by age thirty five, and by the time you start to notice hair loss, it's usually too late. It's generally easier to keep the hair that you have than to replace the hair that you've lost. So why not do something about it? Forhims.com is a one stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness and other stuff like that that might be embarrassing to deal with in person. Luckily with Hims, there's no waiting room, no awkward doctor's visits, and you can save plenty of time by just going to a website. Hims connects you with real doctors and gives you medical grade solutions to treat hair loss and other 
possibly embarrassing problems. And this isn't snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements either, these are well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. If this sounds like it would help you out, order now. Our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just five bucks today, right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details, but this would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor or to a pharmacy. So just go to forhims.com slash beyond. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash beyond. Once again, that's forhims.com slash beyond. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show. I feel like one of the characters you guys really nailed in, in this game is New York. Yeah. As a city, uh... I, I, I've never felt more nostalgic for a place I used to live yeah. as, as playing this game. Um, you guys kind of completely quartered that part of it that's, A, daunting and terrifying and gritty and dangerous, yeah. but also just gorgeous. I mean, a lot of people talk about the, the web mechanics in this game and whipping around the city, and now it's this great celebration of Spider-Man, but it's, it's a fantastic celebration of New York. Yeah. Like, you guys, you, you, you hit that point where it's like, Five o'clock, that magic hour where yeah, the light clicks yeah. in, and, and you know the sun comes down, yeah. and it's it's it, it just really made me miss the city. So did you did you spend a significant time there? Like how did you how did you capture this? It's, that's one of the toughest cities to really nail yeah. for a video yeah. game. So I think that um, thank you. Um, I, a lot of the credit goes to uh, Jacinda Chu, our art director. Jacinda um, really, just and I talked very early on about what we wanted the city to feel like. And um, really, uh, our kind of philosophy is let's treat it like a character. It has its own arc, has its own look and feel. It starts one place, ends another, and you see it gradually change over time. Um, so that was very important to us. And then it was really the environment team. And like, we had a, one thing is, um, we, we had made it Sunset Overdrive beforehand, so we had experience working on an open world game. So we kind of knew the building blocks we needed. And then the from the look and the feel was really just the environment team, you know, some had been, some. Live, lived in New York, some had been in New York, some had just were just living and breathing and you know all the different reference photos. But then the I think the magic was that they worked really closely with the designers who were basically blocking out the city for traversal and everything. Right. So um, Josue um, and Tyler, two designers who worked on that really closely to make sure that not only did it look really good, but it played really well. And I think that our really our kind of goal was to m- I, ne- I never said let's make it a one-to-one because I think that would have just made it um, limited us to what we could do from a gameplay standpoint. Well, I'll be honest with you. I yeah. think the only game I've ever played that was like a one-to-one of New York City was True Crime Streets of New York. Yeah. And it just fundamentally doesn't work yeah. as a video game. Like, they're, like, as Eric from Marvel likes to me, he's like, there's not really alleys in um, <laughs> in New York. And I'm like, yeah, but they really make some great combat stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think was, I always said, just and I talked about it, was like, what's the New York that most people have in their head? From like either growing up and seeing pictures or movies or TV shows, let's give them that version, yep. and then put the Marvel on to top of it, and then obviously make it um, fun for gameplay. So like you know you'll see um, you know some areas where like you know the buildings aren't really that tall, but we make them taller so it's better for swinging and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So um, yeah, it's the long winded answer to say is like a lot of people worked up really hard on it. I I super I super thrilled by how good it looks and it plays really well and like. I will tell you one of the like I've you'll as we probably talk you'll I'll say like this was really important to me and it's like the most random thing in the world. Um, I I demanded that there were fire escapes. I was like, oh that yeah, that is one of my. I was like, things. I was like, there have to be fire escapes. And the traversal team is like, you know how much of a pain in the butt those <laughs> things are going to be. And I'm like, I know, but like no one does it. They are paying the butt. But let's solve it. And um, thankfully, the traversal team like yeah. And the second you see them, him like flipping up it, you're like, no. 
It's I had that happen in the E3 yeah. demo. I just yeah. stumbled upon it and I made I jumped off the building and did it like five more times yeah. because that animation is just. So I, cool. I remember I think for E3 2017 demo, I, de I I said when we choreograph this, um, when he's traversing after chasing after the helicopter, you have to go sidewall run over the uh, through the fire escape because a I know you guys worked really hard to sh to make it work and b I want people to see it like yep. I really <laughs> want you guys to see that. Uh, sort of along the lines of the city, just touching on that subject, there are also, I, I do love that balance as someone who lived in New York of the realism of it, but also making it your own version of yeah. New York. And part of that comes with being able to seed it with just so many Easter eggs yeah. and so much of yeah. the Marvel universe in general, yeah. not just Spider-Man's. Yeah. How did you decide like where the line was of too much to keep to the New York people know, but also to throw all this in? Uh, it's... It was con it was a constant thing. I think that um, you know originally I didn't know I don't think we were going to have a ton of Marvel stuff in there. And then myself and Mike Jones, who's the he's the vice president executive producer on this game at Marvel Games, we were like he's like we need to we need to go. He, we, we were seeing the game. We're like we need to Marvelize this sucker <laughs> more. Mm -hmm. And we did. Um, and that's where like the Avengers Tower came in, the Wakandan Embassy, and all those fun things. Is there stuff that people haven't found yet? Uh, it's hard. I mean, I'm trying to keep up with my Twitter feeds these days, and like, I'm I'm scared to jump on like the Reddit threads right now. I'm scared a little bit to see all the stuff. <laughs> um, but um, I'm sh I'm sure there's there is a couple things I think people haven't discovered yet. Um, but I could be totally wrong by the time people see this. Because there's like, I mean, there's like yeah. millions of tiny fingers coming through your art right now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like, it's I mean, like we talked about it. Like, you know, outside of just Marvel stuff, like I didn't know that our Character artist Xavier modeled three chest hairs on the just shirtless Spider-Man mm -hmm. uh, suit that you can swing around with, just like basically your boxers on. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know he did that. Um, and just there's a lot of little things in there that um, I think just add to the the charm of the game. I, one of the things I I really am really proud of is that um, this feels like a game made by Insomniac. Like it feels like a, a Spider-Man game, but it feels like it has that Insomniac DNA as part of it. And I think all those little those little winks and nods are very insomniac, and the game has a lot of charm and a lot of heart, which I think fits our studio really well. Yeah, I, yeah, it do, it doesn't feel like a like you guys did a cover song or a licensed yeah. game. Yeah, it's just and, like here it is, and Shrek the, and part I, racing. I think the line, like the the to your question, I think the line was, I didn't want people to get false expectations about what the game was. Like so, Avengers Tower, right? You know, we debated like, well, can people look into it, and can or can people like see Tony walking around? And I'm like, here's what happens: we do that. People want a mission with Tony Stark, yeah, mm -hmm. and then they want to see Iron Man, and then they want to maybe play as Iron Man. And I'm like, our job is to make the best Spider-Man game yep. ever. Like, it's, it's that's our job. Like, we want to give the ultimate Spider-Man experience. Anything that detracts from that is going to be bad. So, like, I didn't want to give people false expectations, and they're like, well, why didn't they just include Iron Man? Like, why didn't they do it? And so, yeah, I got a question. Uh, you obviously, this is kind of its own splintered corner of the of the Spider Verse. This is this is the Insomniac. Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned the Avengers. They exist in this universe. Yeah. And Peter's like, maybe they're in California. Do you know internally where they are? Like, do they exist in that? Like? I don't know. I, we live in the West Coast, so I thought it'd be cool. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You make a joke about how they're probably surfing, right? Yeah. 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 And, you know, well, I live about two miles from the beach, so. Yeah, so cool. there they are. Tony Stark yeah. surfing over there, yeah. maybe. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, like, on that note, I'm super fascinated because what I... One of the but things they are... They, I, I think the thing is, they're, like... It's it's a you know it's our Spider-Man universe, but there is a bigger Marvelness to it. You know, mm -hmm. like the, I think I didn't want to shy away from that. Like I, I think it's it's in it's even though our focus for this uh, for right now was to make it a great Spider-Man experience. Like the great thing about Marvel is that it is a larger is, is a larger entity. It's it's got you know 
you know, he even makes things, he makes a joke about T'Challa. Uh, and when you, t- when you take a picture of the Wakandan embassy about, did he get bit by a, uh, you know, another type of something else, like a, like radioactive a panther or something. I can't remember the mm-hmm. exact line, but like those kind of things. We wanted to have that, like there, there's, there's something more out there. Right. Was there ever any, I'm curious about the discussion with Marvel games, because obviously this is sort of, they've done, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy game with Telltale, they've yeah. done Marvel vs. Capcom, but this is sort of the big first narrative push they've made yeah. uh, since Marvel games sort of rebranded. How is that conversation with them? Like, is there a lot of push and pull of you guys want to include some things, they really want some things from the Marvel side? Or Sorry, was that I, sort I th- of a... I think it's funny, every every single person asks me what's it like working with Marvel. Yeah. I mean, I, it's it's definitely, and I actually had dinner with them last night. Um, uh, they were, um, and... Um, it was really a very easy working relationship. It really was because um, we really early on, like that was a new group that was starting Marvel games. It was a very, you know, Mike, Bill, Eric, um, and their, you know, their boss, Jay Ong. Like it was all a very big group. And kind of the thing we all said to ourselves, we didn't say it a lot, but we said it in the kind of the very beginning and kind of all stuck with us was, this is our Iron Man. This is the start of this big narrative push. I like that a lot. That's yeah, so that's makes awesome. Me really happy. And, um, yeah. like, I, and it, it wasn't like, I'm not thinking like 20 games ahead or anything <laughs> like that, but like we knew, we knew from their standpoint, they wanted the game, they wanted a game that really said, hey, here's what, Mar- this is what, um, when you play a very story driven Marvel games experience, this is what you're gonna get. Um, as Insomniac, we said, we, you know, We've been a developer for 24 years, 25 next year, which is crazy. Um, we're working with one of the most iconic characters in pop culture. We want to deliver the experience you've been waiting for. And then same thing with PlayStation. This is an unprecedented partnership between all three groups. Um, we want to nail it, knock it out of the park. And um, as we talked about before we got on camera was the um, all the, the first party titles. We want Spider-Man to be thought of in the same breath of God of War right. and The Last of Us and Horizon Zero Dawn and you know, all like, you know, I'm sure ghosts in Last of Us 2 will all be in Uncharted 4. All the, I mean, talk about a lineup. Holy crap. Well, they already um, used the Spider Man font on the PS3. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. part of yeah. the DNA. so I think that um, it was really, it goes back to the idea of like, make the best game we possibly can. And like I said, like, make the Iron Man. Like, make, make that first one that's going to basically give people what they, ex- what they want and what they expect from these types of games. Cause these characters are, I mean, we've, we all love them. We all love these yeah. characters, right? We all want them to be represented in the right way, whether you know they've been represented so well now on screen, obviously along in comics, and we want to see the same thing through games. And you know, and you've seen Marvel games as you know with the deal with Telltale, and now you know, obviously they have other games in the works. Hopefully, those are expectations you're going to see. I appreciated how you guys sort of used the various like kind of repertoire of suits to bring in every generation of Spider-Man fans. Yeah. Like me, I'm I'm old. And so when I was playing oh, I was so playing, am I. Yeah, <laughs> I was playing with like, you know, the the very simple, very original, very yeah. iconic Spider-Man costumes. When I hit level 41, yeah. and I unlocked the animated Spider-Man costume yeah, and I just started cool, right? texting everyone I knew yeah. who were like they were like stop spoiling <laughs> things for me. Yeah. Uh I did not take that off for the rest of the game because it was just incredible yeah. and it almost added this weird kind of like Roger Rabbit effect to yeah. the game where there was real human characters going through things and then yeah. this cartoon comes in. Yeah, fantastic. and that and that was really a suit that um, our character artist Gavin, um, the character artist Gavin thought was cool. He actually worked with one of our tech shader artists who was able to pull off that look and they were able to do it. And of course the whole thing, the whole everybody saw it in the game they're like, so can we just make the whole world look self shaded? <laughs> I'm like, guys, we gotta ship this game. Yeah, we just gotta make it. We gotta get done. Um, I do, literally have no idea if that's even possible. So please, the 
people give you 20 don't bucks ask, for that deal. Don't yeah. ask me. I don't know if it's possible. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, if, the, if there yeah. is a button you can push, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will totally yeah. I will yeah. do that for my um, next If you can yeah. save it as just dots. It's pretty. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's give, pretty, me a, pretty. give me a Doc Ock with the Elton John shades. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the suits are like, that was like the debate of a lifetime. Like, which suits are we going to put in? And like, you know, obviously there's some I know people are like, why don't, why isn't the black suit in there? Mm-hmm. And there's a reason. Um, there's a reason why the black suit's not in there. Um, <laughs> and there's stuff like that. But I mean, like, it was really the first opportunity. I think the other thing was, his first opportunity to bring the MCU suits to a you know a console um, Spider-Man game like we no one had seen the you know the Stark suit or the makeshift suit or the um, obviously the Iron Spider suit so it was nice to kind of have like we had the blend of the MCU we had we were lucky enough to at Marvel Studios was like go for it which was awesome right. um, we have we had like our favorites and we thought like you know fan favorites from over out the years. And then we also had some original stuff. And the great thing is, this is just the beginning. We're going to be adding new suits to DLC throughout the time. The Iron Spider suit, when I unlocked it, I was like, or before I unlocked it, I was like, this looks awesome. But I mean, how are we going to use this in the, in the open world? Is it going to like mess up like traversal? Because you have hit detection and collision that works around this one character. And then I got into a combat scenario and filled up my meter and clicked the sticks. And those just metal arms popped out. And I was <laughs> okay. like, holy shit. Okay. Yeah. So it just started I, hurricaning right. people. So <laughs> I had, really early on, I had mentioned I thought... We should do the Iron Spider arms. I was like, like, just we need to do it. Like I thought, I also thought like maybe I'd be a cool way to you know somehow involved with Ock or something like that. Like is he taking similar tech or whatever. Right, like right, that. right. Um, And then it went away for a long time because like man, we just got to make traversal fun. We got to make combat fun. We got to build like all these freaking missions. And it's like okay, and we table it. And then suit powers came about, and I was like, okay, maybe there's hope. Maybe there's hope. I'm gonna get my <laughs> I'm gonna get my Iron Spider arms. And we started working on all these suit powers. And I just found out we were, we were going to do the um, we were going to do the Iron Spider suit, and then I was like, I was like, I bet you, I bet you they're going to do those arms. I bet you they're going to do those arms in the movie, and let you know they they did the arms. And I was like, <laughs> and then I I just I kept poking Jos- So you're gonna mention I mention Josue a lot because Josue is like one of the guys on the team. It's like he likes the craziness. He'll he'll embrace the craziness, and he was work- one of the guys with the, working on suit powers. And I said, Josue, what do you, do you think we can do it? And he did like a little mock up. And it got him working. And then the, I, we convinced the combat team to do it. And then we had an animator who was really, really into it. Um, and then I got my Iron Spider on. So <laughs> you can probably guess what my favorite suit power is. Exactly. <laughs> the the focus meter that in, yeah. increases and restores yeah. your health. That's mm-hmm. clear. <laughs> 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 I, I love that attention to like taking all of Spider-Man's history into focus for this game, but also sort of establishing your Spider-Man's yeah. place in this history. Yeah. Having that relationship with Marvel and being able to have him as part of the comics universe now yeah. as well as within your own game must be sort of a surreal... Yeah. I mean, uh, I can't believe he's going to be in a comic. Yeah. Like, what? Like, <laughs> I was um, I was at Comic-Con and I was waiting to do like something at the Marvel booth and they had a um, one of the... You know where all the the artists and the, and the, uh, um, the writers do the signings yeah artist alley uh, uh, yeah. yeah and they had like they were like the back backdrop was like this big thing where i think like marvel keeps all like their water and all that stuff and on the the side of it was spider geddon and i saw our spider-man like leaping out and he had the big white spider and i'm like this is freaking crazy <laughs> and then when i was um when i was i was traveling for work or something like that and um the marvel guys were sending me like samples of the of the of the uh of the issue and uh, art and I was like oh my god and then like most last I think last week Marvel released like this big panel like of all Spider-Geddon and like he's like front and center white spider and everything and I'm like this is just 
like, can you imagine if I had said like to my seven year old self, like <laughs> you're gonna work on a Spider Man game and one day he's gonna be in the comics? It's just yeah, it's it's surreal. Like so, I've said, I probably said the words surreal like <laughs> more in the last two days or like this like than ever. Like it's just it's been like it's it. I'm trying to soak it in because you know when you make these games and make any game, but especially something that means something so personally to you, you're always just worried about screwing it up. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be good enough. Oh my god, what am I gonna do? So you really take a time to like step back and enjoy it. And it's finally nice to kind of like, you you know, you're like, thank me for being here. I'm like, no, I'm, this is, it's <laughs> nice to finally be able to just like breathe and just say like, yeah, this is a, this is really, really awesome. So thank you for letting me like kind of like enjoy it a little bit. I, anytime you make a Spider-Man game, you're welcome back. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think that's the big thing, right? Like when you guys made Sunset Overdrive, you're like, yeah. we have this wholly original property, this new thing, we're yeah. making this brand new thing. Spider-Man's a different story because everyone, like I said with the suit thing, everyone has a, an idea yeah. of who that character is yeah. to them. Their version is the Raimi version or the or, yeah, I've heard or, a lot or the, the, the 1970s animated version or whatever yeah. it is, you know, or, or the modern version with the Iron Spider. I always so. say, I, 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 uh, uh, our lead writer John Paquette rips me off when I uh, for, he tries to steal this line, but it's really my line. I said the best thing about working on Spider Man is you get to work on the Spider Man game, and the worst thing about a Spider Man game it, working on Spider Man games that Spider Man game because everybody has their own yep. opinions. Like the team was like, well, I wanted like this, I want it like that, I want it like this, and what I what I found out was we all I expected. On, I was naive in thinking that well, everybody's just like me. They grew up on the comics and the cartoons, mm-hmm. then the movies came out. And um, probably got more back into stuff as the character got bigger. Because, like, I think, I don't know, I kind of had my, like, ins and outs with, with comics over the years. And, like, obviously, you know, kind of, and then obviously, like, in the last, you know, probably 20 years, really got back into it. Um, and, um, but I was like, everybody's like me. And I was like, no, some people never watched the cartoons. Some people only ever saw the Sam Raimi movies or mm-hmm. they only got into things on the MCU. Like, we have a, I would say the majority of our, our people I work with are like me, um, but we had so we ha- and I think that's just like everybody outside our studio. So we had to say, okay, we have all these different entry points to the to the character. What are the common traits? And it really goes back to two things: those worlds colliding, and those two personalities of Peter and Spider Man. If we represent that right, all the you know I wanted this, I wanted that will kind of be minor, right? Because you got to get the major stuff correct. Yeah. So uh, we had uh, Ted Price on, uh, you know, Insomniac CEO, he was on Unfiltered Show, uh, <laughs> and he talked to Ryan McCaffrey about how, like, this whole thing came together, and, like, Insomniac wanted originally to kind of do their own their own thing, and then the second it was, like, Marvel's being like, you can do a Marvel game, and I, it sounded like everyone inside was, was really yeah, excited about that. Nuts. And was there, like, did they kind of give you guys carte blanche about which Marvel character to work with? Yeah, so the way it went, it was that um, Sony approached Ted and said, what do you think about working with Marvel? Sorry. I'm not getting choked up. I'm <laughs> um, and I think that um, everybody asked me, you know, you've been on Sony for 10 years. Why so long? I said, because of Ted Price. Ted is the best leader you could ask for. And I think one of the things about what makes Ted and Sonic so great is that it's a very collaborative studio. It's a very open studio. And what Ted does is he's not going to have us work on something we're not excited to work on. So he asked some people about what would it be like working with Marvel and Sony and we got excited. And, but then I remember um, we had a company meeting. We have those company meetings every couple of months or something. And he's talking about maybe future ideas. And he just put the Marvel logo on the screen. And you could literally hear everybody go. <gasps> <laughs> and I was like, well, we're working on a Marvel game. Um, and uh, I think the idea of working on Spider-Man was pretty much a no-brainer. Is I mean, I th- I, yeah, I, th- I think it was for us, it was like, 
um, what what character do we think we identify with more than anybody else? Did you guys have like a second choice? No, not really. <laughs> not really. I know everybody wants to know what the second choice was. I think it was. Uh, I mean, I remember saying to Ted, "I'm like, we have to do Spider Man. Yeah. We have to." I think um, he fits our studio really well from his personality, the heart, the humor, the mechanics, especially coming off Sunset Overdrive. Mm-hmm. I remember reading one, a Sunset Overdrive review, and I, I wish I knew what it was, but someone said, "I would love to see Insomniac make a Spider Man game." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "See, that's what we should be doing." And I think, like, um, we, I think, you know, there aren't a ton of independent studios that are making you know big console games these days so right. um i we kind of think of ourselves a little bit as the underdog and i think you think of peter and spider-man he's a little bit of an underdog so i feel like we fit really really well together and, and so how how long did it take you guys to make this game long uh over three years which like oh i don't make games so i have no idea but which long. seems like you made like it's a long time to make a game but it's also it's kind of just incredible that that you made this incredibly polished thing that feels like it's been, like it feels like you had an engine going for a long time and you built that city for a long time. It feels like a game that's almost on its like second or third iteration. Thank you. Thank you like there's much. a lot of stuff that you got just perfect, which Thank is you. really Thank you. impressive. Um, I didn't know we could swear, so boom, I'm gonna swear now. They get, uh, they, I uh, try not to. No, I'm kidding. No, I won't. we write I won't. down. I, 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 you I, can. I won't. I won't. I won't do it. Um, <laughs> even though I got a really bad mouth. Um, uh, I think that. Uh, it comes to a couple things. Um, our engine keeps getting better and better thanks to our core team. I think that working on Sunset really helped us a lot because we had never made an open world game before that. And so understand city construction. And, um, and for, remember, this. I mean, if you guys see Sunset's world compared to this world, this one's so much bigger. Right. Because it had to be. Because this character moves way faster than the Sunset character. So we had to, you know, had to deal with streaming. But having all the experience of what, you know, all that, what, all those technical hurdles we had on Sunset, we could apply them on on Spider-Man. And then also it was, a much, it was much more realistic looking than obviously the, the very stylized um, Sunset Overdrive. And um, yeah, I mean, it, I, I would say thank you because, it, I mean, you know, it just, it takes a while. But I mean, some things like, you know, I think world construction really was pretty quick. Um, Traversal came online sooner, um, but like we hadn't really made a lot of melee-based uh, combat systems before, so that took longer than mm-hmm. I would say some other things. But end of the day, like it's one of the things I'm easily most proud of because it felt it felt so Spider-Man, and it felt insomniac with all the suit powers and the gadgets. Right. So I think that um, it's just a lot of iteration and constantly play testing internally, um, checking ourselves. Um, Really, another thing is leaning on PlayStation and Marvel for feedback. Like, um, we we have uh, great producers at Sony: um, Connie Booth, Grady Hunt, Mark Cerny. Um, they constantly giving us feedback. R and Joe as well. Um, constantly playing the build every every few weeks. Um, coming in with you know m- lots of feedback. That was very. What's great was it wasn't like. Wouldn't it be nice if it's like, no, this is actionable stuff that's actually make the game better. Same thing on the Marvel side. You know, we would bring people and just go, can you just try this out um what did what did that first build look and feel like was it like a wireframe uh, skeleton spider-man <laughs> in a blank city with no polygon textures okay, so or? look at like a like imagine like just boxes yeah of gray and a really rudimentary spider-man with not many animations just pendulum swinging and he's just swinging <laughs> and but those webs still attached to those buildings yeah. though they definitely attach those that buildings. was a key point from the yeah. jump then right, right to make that. sure that yeah, they have big, pivot points i think the two things we said was no origin story mm-hmm. and those webs better attached to the building yeah that was the, t- the two big things which when you get to central park and they don't you're like oh wow they thought of yeah that. we did <laughs> you have to yeah, wait we for def- trees yeah we definitely did yeah uh but speaking of sort of the no origin story 
talk yeah. for you guys. I, one of my favorite things about this is that this is a Spider-Man who's eight years into his career. Like, yeah. This is a lived-in world to yeah. that. And I'm curious a little bit on one aspect of that when it comes to the villains. Like, How did you decide Ugh. what villains to incorporate at this point in his career, what yeah. villains he's faced before? Do you have like a detailed backstory of those years in the yeah. past for him? Yeah, so I think that? you see a little bit of that in the collectibles, yeah. the backpacks. Um, actually, I, on Sunday, I actually did all the backpacks again in all the towers because I was petrified. You guys were going to ask me like very detailed questions about the backpack. I was going to ask yeah. you specifically about the, he has a, like a, what looks like a PlayStation Vita. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it, we, we, yeah. <laughs> uh, we had to, come on. We're, we're published by PlayStation. We there we go. A little bit there of a nod. Okay. Come on. Come on. We, we owe them a lot. And I, I, well, before we answer that question, I want to say like this game is not possible because without PlayStation, we, they were like, you know, a lot of people ask us what it's like to work with Marvel, but PlayStation is really, um, the thing that made this all come together. So I, we owe them everything. Why didn't you say it's like a Sony PlayStation Vita? It's, it's, it's uh, like I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know. Listen, 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 putting these games in at the end, it's just, it's hard, man. I, <laughs> I probably wasn't thinking, like there's a couple of things I'm just like, I can't play. I didn't think of this. Um, that's probably one of them. Um, the, uh, what was the question? The again? backstory like, is oh, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll start from the very top. So um, I knew we didn't want to do the origin story right away. I was like, and I, honestly, it was like really like reading like old like just like reviews of games and movies and stuff like that. And we said, okay, the the very high concept is the best stories are when Peter's and Spider-Man's world collide. Mm -hmm. Okay, we know we want to do that right away. It's something Bill talked about really early on. We embraced it. We looked at all the comics. That's the best stories. Then we said, okay, if he's not 15, what's another time in his life that would be interesting? And we said, probably married with kids. Probably a little, and uh, obviously, you know, some of the comics have had troubles with that. Though Renew Your Vows is really good these days. Um, I think that what's a time in everybody's life that they can um, they can identify with? And what we really said was, okay, this is going to be a great superhero story. Sorry, it's going to be a really long-winded question answer. Um, it's a great superhero story uh, adventure, but it's also a very human story. Like that was an um, that was something really really important to us, and I feel like that's what makes the best Marvel movies like they're really great human stories. And we said, okay, well, what? How can we? Where can we get that from? And I said, well, man, for me, it was. I remember the first time when I went to graduate college, and I was on my own, paying my own bills, my first job, trying to make a name for myself. My relationships from high school friends and college friends were evolving, changing. That'd be an interesting time for Pete. Okay, that's what we want to do. Which characters would help us that idea? So I was thinking like, well, when it comes to um, friendships, relationships, who are those people? MJ, let's, mm -hmm. let's do that. Okay, well, how can we make her, how can we get this idea of partnership going? Let's put her in the role of Daily Bugle. Okay, so I remember um, looking up to the editor-in-chief and the executive editor of my first magazine I worked for. Okay, we need that mentor-like figure. What could be a mentor-like figure? Well, I don't want him working at the Bugle. I want to be a scientist. Who are some of the best scientists out there? Is it Dr. Connors? What if it was Otto? They're so similar. That's and that's how it kind of right, came right, about. Right. So it's kind of like really, really high level and then yeah. cutting down. But I will tell you, like when we first started working on it, I was like, oh, we're gonna have this character and this character <laughs> and that character and this one and this one and this one. And I'm like, yeah, it's not gonna make any sense. So <laughs> you mentioned touching on the Ultimate Comics, and one yeah. thing I love in that is that there are some characters from the sort of like the the um, you know Ditko Lee run, which is like which are just they're just goofy and. Uh, yeah. You you threw in you threw in the lizard and Mysterio as cameos at a frat party, which I feel yeah. like is how do you how do you ground those characters and that's a pretty good way of doing it. But yeah, them being there means that they do exist in yeah. this universe. As yeah, there's villains. even there's even backpack collectibles related to the, mm -hmm. those guys as well. So I uh, yeah, I really appreciated how you handled 
pairing off the boss fights for the Sinister Six. Yeah. Because there was a moment, and I really liked the game, but when I was like X amount of hours in, I thought it was going to be one of those sort of like Wind, Ma- Wind Waker, like Triforce quest missions. Yeah. Where all of a sudden a bunch of beacons go up on the map and you're like, oh, you have to go hunt down each single one and it's going to, you know, this is going to be a whole thing. And instead you just threw, you like, you made this mixtape where you took all these powers and paired them off yeah. against Spider-Man and it created some really intense and really fun boss fights. So that wasn't the original plan. Interesting. Mm. It was not. It was it was not the original plan. Um at the 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 end of the game probably went through a lot of a lot of changes. One is um, there was probably a little more content. Um, like some, I know some of the feedback was like, oh, I wish I had more time with some of those other villains. And I we had planned it. It just a we were um, the quality of this like we were the game was really big. And I was like at the end of the day, like we talked about, make the make it the Iron Man, make make it high quality. And it just wasn't working really well. Um, originally you fought those guys. Um, I think it was always planned to fight Scorpion and, um, and Rhino together. It wasn't the original plan to have, uh, Electro and Vulture together, but it was designers kind of working on like, how do we make all this work from a pacing standpoint? And I think it was, uh, Joel Goodsell, one of our lead, one of our senior designers, and maybe Adam, one of the designers are, there's like probably a lot part. Of, it was anybody but me, so I can tell you that much. And it was like, well, what if we put them together? Because they're both kind of aerial guys. Imagine it was like more of an aerial fight, right? And it worked great. And I think what the fun part is when you set up with a development challenge of like, how do we do this? How do we get it done? How do we get the quality? And a better idea comes up because of that. That's the that's the fun part of development. That's the really really fun part. You're like, I don't know how we're gonna do this, and. It, it actually got better. So, and also we thought, and then kind of coincidentally, it worked well of like, well, hey, he is eight years older now. He has been doing this for a while. We should do more like 2v1 boss fights. That should, right. that's more of a experienced Spider Man kind of. He experience. can handle this. Yeah. 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 Also, it like bucks yeah. the expectation because, like, if you have Sinister yeah. Six, it's almost like the, it's like a, you yeah. know, Master Robots kind of fight. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, there's <laughs> one for each element or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. And, we, and we had talked them. about maybe letting you, like, really early on, like, okay, in, in the last act, like, there are all these villains out there, maybe letting you kind of do it on your own. But we were having, I would say, it was a little bit of a challenge from a narrative perspective. And we really felt like the story was really, really strong. So just let's keep it. A little bit more focused and stuff. So um, yeah, it was just one of those things. As we do through development, things change a lot, um, and we got a lot of feedback. Like um, like the Scorpion mission, the hallucination stuff went through a lot of iterations. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I probably can say every mission went through a lot of iterations, but that was one <laughs> of them that definitely we had a good idea. It was started really, really, really well. Had some hiccups, and then boom, it kind of like took off. Was that your sort of your your take of going like, hey, we want to do something like kind of weird and sci-fi? Yeah, very, yeah, I like, yeah. I think we wanted very I comic want, booky. And we wanted to break it up too. I think yep. we wanted to break it up. Like, and we talked about um, having emotional high stakes, but having some humor. So, like at the end of that, he's in his underwear. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. so we wanted like even though it like shits. Sorry, oops. Stuff <laughs> is going. Sorry, stuff is going bad. Um, we wanted to remember it is it is there are there's moments of levity and it's okay. Um, and we even like edited that down to make sure it didn't feel like too long and too cheesy. Um, but I think that's kind of what some like the Marvel movies have told us. Like even when like things are really, really bad, they find the perfect moments for that humor. The very, like it really kind of cuts it before it feels super dark. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, were those villains who, so I love that, uh, as you were saying a little bit earlier, that you give time for Mr. Negative and for Doc Ock yeah, to grow those are the two yeah, 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 to, yeah, to let them really actually become characters. Yeah. But in addition to having all those, the other villains that Spider-Man fights in the game, were, were there villains that you guys really were like hoping to get in there that made it late into the game that didn't last? Or were there some that you're like, we should hold off on this for now? Yeah, I think, let me think. There was, I'm trying to think of who they were. Because we might, you, you know, who knows? They might maybe show up in DLC or something. So let's say, yeah. There's four, at least four others. I was hoping oh, wow. you were saying six. Yeah. Just be another sinister the six. The other no, sinister no, six. No, yeah. no, I think there's about four others that we were talking about mm -hmm. that, you know, it's just, you know, you start, you know, looking at the game, you're like, we got to get this thing done. And right. Like, <laughs> no. And like, I don't think they got beyond maybe concept phase and um, it was just, it was just too much. Um, like, uh, like, and I think it was good because like it allowed us to put more time like Tombstone and stuff like that, which I thought was like a really fun character. Um, I you know actually I love that whole yeah. I, I think we could have done more. It's completely with optional too. I think we could have done more with that um, stuff like that. So um, we just pick and choose our battles. And I think the one thing is like I know some people have favorites, just like they have favorites of the suits. You know, we'll see. That's why we have you know we have DLC. Mm -hmm. Of course, yeah, we have all that coming up. I did want to talk about. Uh, going a little bit further back into, uh, aside from the villains in Peter's life, you were talking a little bit about the Spider-Man and Peter Parker juxtaposition and how that creates the best stories. Yeah. On the Peter Parker side of things, Miles plays such a really big, awesome role in this game. Yeah. I didn't expect going in. He wasn't originally going to be. And yeah, you were mentioning before about how that uh, town hall scene, the city yeah. didn't have him in it. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about his evolution in the game? Sure. So... Um as a Spider-Man fan, um, when the Miles books came out, I mean, I thought it was really groundbreaking that they they did this, um, and I thought that this was a great character. And then I kind of just like, you know, just was reading the comics, but I said, you know, right off the bat, we wanted to make this a Peter Parker story. And then, um, you know, originally he was just going to be he was just going to be a tease. He was just going to be a tease in the credits, just like maybe he's you know following along what happens, he turns his head and someone says Miles or something like that. I don't I know, something like that. <laughs> and then as we kind of were pushing more of this idea of a unique Spider-Man universe, I just happened to be reading the Miles comics over a weekend and I said, this character is so damn good. And I said, well, what if, what if Peter and Miles existed in the same universe? It's not like he's coming through a portal or something like that. It's like, no, like he's 15 years old, he's a huge Spider-Man fan and he just exists what would that be like? And um, I, I pr proposed it to, to Bill and Mike and Eric, and they were like, this sounds great. And I think it was also for us, it allowed us to give a different perspective on the superhero world, whereas we had somebody who, you know, like MJ was, you know, knows somebody who's a superhero and is part of that world, whereas Miles is someone who doesn't have superpowers yet, but is a fan of that world. And I just thought it was a different perspective. And I think that whereas... Um, we set up a Peter and Otto as the mentor-mentee. You know, you're starting to see that come together with Pete and Miles, and I think it, 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 it's a pretty interesting dynamic. And um, I, want, I wanted people, and, and you know, the origin of him is different than the one in the comic, and we thought right. this would fit well within our universe. There was that good sort of, I, I think it's like one of the best things that you guys do throughout this game, and everyone, you know, praises the combat, which is fantastic, and Traversal, which is amazing, and New York, and Spider-Man, and all that, but it's, to me, the, the key themes here are, you know, um, sort of subverting expectations yeah. and also appeasing familiarity. <laughs> yeah. And that's, those are very hard things to balance, and I yeah. think even to the very end of the game, um, where you introduce like some symbiote stuff, yeah. where you're kind of like, well, that's not who that goes with, 
but it's it's stuff that we all love that we want to see the black the black goo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that, that's uh, that's the scientific term for. It. I, call it black, I call it black goo. I don't know if it's a symbiote or not. I don't. Yes, I don't you know. do. Course, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll figure that it's out. It's Nickelodeon right? gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but he's in, he's in a tank of green water, so I don't know what that, I don't know what it is. Well, I mean, we yeah. can just <laughs> let's just jump right into those post credit scenes because yeah, I think it, those, yeah. those two scenes obviously yeah. we can speculate. If you need but to you, shut up for a minute, your, I understand. But your if question, you can't say anything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was like we had to. I I we talked about it very early on. I, we weren't just going to take you know a, a six issue arc from a Spider Man and just bring it to this to to the game. Like, right? Like, you've you've read it. You already know what's going to happen. It's really hard, like like I said, when you have Otto in there and you're like, well, okay, he should become Doc Ock, but how does he become Doc Ock? And like the relationships and like you see Miles in there, like, is he going to get bit by the spider or not? Like it was kind of trying to keep people on their toes a little bit, but at the end of the day, kind of hopefully giving them what they want in a in a unique, fresh way. It was like, it was really fun towing that line between the familiar and the fresh. Yeah. And the fantastic thing about that is this this game, spoilers, is going to sell millions of copies, and a lot <laughs> of them so. are going to be to kids who have maybe never introduced themselves to Spider-Man before. Yeah. So their first Spider-Man, like when these kids are sort of explaining Doc Ock to us old people in 10 yeah. years, is going to be like, no, that's not his origin story. It goes like this. I know. Which is really, really cool. Yeah, it's... I didn't even think of it like that. Well, yeah. Well, well it's also like, I, in addition <laughs> oh, to God. sort of to finding that balance between the ex- expectations and what you delivered on, like you also, you guys showed an incredible amount of restraint with what you put in the game. Uh yeah. I think yeah. having an open world and the entire Spider Universe to play with, it's got to be hard not to throw every villain you can in there. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, I mean, there was uh, there's probably another certain big big character that people always ask me why isn't that character in the game that 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 villain in the game? Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's doing what's right for the story and making sure that, like I, I said, it really is about hitting a quality bar. I think it, we really wanted to not just throw the kitchen sink at it. You know, um, we um, something I talk a lot about with the team and I talk actually. Um, our lead programmer, Doug Sheehan, uh, we're really close friends and we talk about games all the time is um, the best games are usually the ones who are the most cohesive experiences. So we really try to push the cohesiveness and anything that kind of detracts from that, um, we try to strip away. And I think, you know, we had our we had successes in there. I think there's things we can do better going, you know, um, with every game we make. But um, that was really part of it is really delivering that cohesive experience at a really high quality. So obviously spreading like a story this size across a world this size and then, you know, having it be paced evenly is yeah. is tricky. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Did you did you have sort of like a handful of like tentpole kind of parts of the stories that yeah. you just filled in the blanks with? Yeah. So, I mean, I think very uh, I was, we always said we want to start with taking down Wilson Fisk. I thought that, uh, again, um, a super well-known Marvel villain, you never expect him to go away after the first mission. Right. right and I think yeah. a lot of people are like, well, is he going to go? Is he going to is he going to come back? He doesn't. He doesn't come back. Um, there's a reason for that because I wanted people to say like, uh, like it's basically the end of another story. It's basically yeah, the yeah. end of another of another story, um, and that was really important to us. But I think it was taking down Fisk. It was the rise of Martin Lee and the Inner Demons, the City Hall event, the Sinister Six, and then the fin- the finale. Those were kind of the the big tentpole moments, um, and then everything in between kind of evolved. Um, you know, we had like inspiration like. Wouldn't it be cool to have a Halloween party? Like, and could we make that work? Um, those kind of things. Um, 
I always wanted to do something in Grand Central. I thought that would just been really fun. That is, I think, my favorite level in the game because yeah. of how it subverts your expectations. Yeah, I mean, you never think you're going to be playing as MJ and, and Spider-Man's going to be, like, uh, up in the rafters, like, you know, taking guys down like that. Again, I've spent a lot of time in that train station, and uh, I was walking around, and I was just kind of like, man, they nailed it. I know. <laughs> it's really, really... Like, I wanted to go downstairs the, and get oysters. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the artist did an amazing job on that. And it was funny. I was just in, I was just in New York a couple weeks ago, and I was walking around, and I was like... I was like, A, I love the city. Mm-hmm. And B, I was just like, we, we did a pretty good job. We did, we did, we did a good job. It's going to be hard to go back there and not be able to run directly up a wall. <laughs> well, it was funny. Uh, Ryan Schneider, our brand director, who actually helped me get my job at Insomniac, um, he um, he was visiting New York, uh, I think it was like either July or August, and he got out of the subway, and he knew which way to go based on playing the game. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, well, that's cool. I'm like, that's pretty cool. You guys are going to do great stuff for the, the tourism of that city. I, I think so, a lot yeah. of people are going to go visit. Yeah, I hope so. And then try to climb up walls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know, yeah. They'll be confused when ESU isn't exactly there, but they'll, no, they'll see the yeah, NYU building. Yeah. Well, there's always that bizarre sort of dreamlike deja vu thing when you get more familiar with the video game version of a location than yeah. The, yeah. the actual one. Yeah, It was yeah. weird being able to go to my apartment complex and see the building that I lived in there, but knowing that the park next to it's a little different. So yeah. when I go back and visit in a little bit, it's going to be like, oh, wait, that's yeah, not that yeah, that yeah. It's yeah, like I, when I came back to San Francisco, I didn't really recognize If you're in New York and there's a tourist bus that promises you you can see Avengers Tower, they're lying. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. actually that's in Saigon, weirdly enough. Really, Ho Chi Minh City. Yeah, it's oh impressive. Uh, going a little bit back, speaking of the Grand Central scene, I did want to talk a little bit about uh, before we run out of time, Mary Jane's place and all of this. Yeah, because I do love the way you play the relationship off of one another, and especially having her. Uh, Max and I have been talking about this: the decision to have her be the journalist. Why? Yeah. Where did that decision come from? Um. So I. A couple. Remember, I talked about the idea of worlds colliding. This yeah. idea of the coming of age story for Peter. This idea of partnership, and I thought MJ would be great at that. And um, a lot. Of, I didn't really. I wasn't sure how to make that work with her being a model or an, uh, an actress. Or um, and I also felt like that storyline and that um, it just it didn't it just didn't personally didn't appeal to me as much. And I know some fans are really passionate about her being that role. Um, I, I want her to be in a role where she, I felt like she could be much more capable um, and a much more capable contributor to the story and the experience. So um, we kind of went back and forth about what could she be. And we thought, well, a journalist is someone who could be on the front lines. It could be somebody who's going after the story. Um, we just thought it was kind of a natural fit. And you remember you asked me a question about pacing? Was you know it is a twenty plus hour story. We um, playing as Spider Man the whole time is like you're like feel like you're always at a ten right. Whereas like playing as Pete and Miles brings things down sometimes just a little bit. It's like a change of pace. So that was one of the reasons why we made them playable. But at the same time is um, I think if you got to actually be them, um, you would you felt like their arc was much more fleshed out and. Um, that it just means a little bit more. So that's why we decided to make them playable. And I just thought that um, defying expectations, I don't think anybody, when we heard we were making a Spider-Man game, thought you were going to play as MJ. Right. <laughs> and I think that it's kind of interesting to, to actually play as a, as a quote-unquote normal person in a superhero world. Play someone who doesn't have any powers, but you're actually in that superhero world. So I, that was kind of the reason. But I really think it helped. Uh, really, uh, MJ really helped support Peter's arc and at the same time, whereas like his story arc with her is like, um, he he understands I may have superpowers, I may be super strong, but at the end of the day, I do need help. I, it's okay to lean on others. I think she learns, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's okay 
that he loves me and he's going to save me when I am in that moment. So like when she jumps off the, the balcony, that's her saying like, you know what, Pete, I need you now. Like, you know, you trusted me to go into Norman's place and get through the stabilization to get the information we need. Okay. But I'm going to trust you now to let you know what you're going to, I need you to save me. It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to, I've, I've wanted, I've pushed that away for a while because I wanted you to prove to you that I could do this. But you know what? I'm also now going to say, um, I don't have superpowers and I need, I need that help so that they both actually learn something at the end of the day. And I think that's what, you know, at the very end, they, they're, they are back together that you see them kiss, kiss at the restaurant. So it's not just Peter changing to help save, save the relationship. It's actually she's changing as well. She's accepting the help, whereas for so long throughout the game, she was pushing away because she didn't want to be the one who's always saved. Well, and circling back toward the end there a little bit, uh, I love how you you leave some things open, but you do really try to put a cap on like this part of Peter's yeah. life in a lot of ways, obviously, with uh, the passing of Aunt May yeah. and then uh, MJ and Peter reuniting and all of that. But how? what was the give and take with you guys wanting to sort of encapsulate the story, but also leave threads open? Obviously, we see you were mentioning Norman before, and I think his place in the story is really fascinating. Yeah. Of the and I see the slight smile. On your yeah. Face. I mean, I think we yeah. want you want to you want to you want to you want you want a little bit of both. I, I mean, again, I'm probably going to, you know. Uh, probably kind of branch of Marvel Studios again, but I think they do a great job of like, you go there for two, two and a half hours and you want a satisfying ending, but you want to leave them with a little bit more. What what could the future hold if there is a future? And I think that was our balance. So like we wanted to have, you know, this in many ways, um, it was a little bit of a love story between Pete and uh, MJ. I mean, I think we, you know, like if my funny, uh, Bill Roseman and I are, one of our favorite movies is Rocky. And even though that's a it's a boxing movie, it really is just a love story. It's a love story between the two. We wanted to have that r- romance. I think it's an important part of Peter's uh, the, the Spider-Man universe. Um, but we wanted to have questions that people may talk about or debate, and um, what, what the future could hold. I mean, with the with the Marvel Studios movies, like they end, and you know, it's it's a two hour experience. And yeah. you, the next one comes out in five months or whatever. So you're left being like, <laughs> oh, what's going to happen next? But yeah. it's unusual to have like a thirty hour video game where it finishes, and you're like, I don't know when the next one is, but I want to know what happens next, and to sit around yeah. speculating about it. Yeah. Um, well, these things take a long time to make. Uh, uh, yeah. So I think what are you I doing here, but, man. Get back I know. I know. You know. I, I have. It's funny. I have. I've had the. You know. I can't. Maybe it's because I haven't, you know, I mean, I've been working on this for, you know, three and a half years now and I haven't made a game in a while, but like the amount of people who've already platinum the game and I'm like, like this game is not short. It's not, <laughs> it's not a short game. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm and they're like, so when's the sequel coming out? And mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, I, I, I just, I just, I just need to, I just need to breathe. I just need to breathe right well, now. Don't, don't make, don't future. make a no. great video game if you don't want people to platinum. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I just, I didn't think that they would like do the marathon. Like just, right. I, I think like. The, the thing I kind of said, I kind of fell over the weekend was, wow, like I've, I've been that person who's just like, like marathoned a game and like played it as much as I could. I remember like when Metagross Solid 4 came out, I was like, woke up at 530 in the morning, played it to like 230 in the morning. Like I did the full thing and I, get, and I finished it like in two and a half days and I'm like. And then I'm, why, I'm like, why am I surprised that people are doing the same thing right. with Spider-Man? So it's it's pretty cool. I, I have two jobs and a newborn, and I was like, I got 100% this game. <laughs> That's great. And I yeah. like I was one of the first yeah. people to do it, and I was like, yeah. I can't talk about it for a while. Why did I, why did <laughs> I do was, this? And, and I think the thing is, you know, everyone's like, I want more, I want more, I want more. And the great thing is we will have it. We're going to yeah. have we're gonna have DLC throughout the year, um, throughout, throughout the rest of the year. And, like, it's going to have new characters. It's going to have new stories. It's going to have new suits. 
Um, there's some really fun suits in those in those in those drops. So I think people are going to be pretty happy. When you guys demonstrated in the, in the base game that you're good at sort of at not just dumping the entire bucket of sugar on the table for the kids to eat up. It's sort of like you know take your time, maybe bake it into a cake and <laughs> yeah. serve it in slices. Like yeah. harsh, portion well, it out. You know, I like that. Kids um, love like, a table full of sugar. sugar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I don't know, but no, that's I mean, you want to see a bucket of sugar? Look at Spider-Man Three. You just throw a bunch of a bunch of characters right. in there, and it's like it's more that's sand. Fun if you, it's yeah, one one man's sand is another man's sugar. Is, oh is boy, that's say. a metaphor. Um, uh, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, speaking of that, looking ahead, obviously whatever may come from those uh, hanging threads. We will see yeah. eventually, but oh, webs. Hey, <laughs> there are web threads. I like, yeah. I like that. Um, one of the we did uh, reach out, and we touched a little lot on the questions that uh, members of the Beyond Facebook group asked. But one of the things I think everyone has been asking is, what's going on with the DLC? What's there? As obviously we yeah. know, what's ahead. Yeah, yeah. So we, ha we have, we have, we um, have, we have, uh, we have a team working on DLC right now. Um, uh, it wasn't finished when the game was released, so <laughs> we're still working on it. Trust me. Um, uh, people were, you know, I was in New York a couple weeks ago, and John Paquette was writing a bunch of stuff for it, and uh, we have our team working on it. First uh, one right now we've talked about a lot is Black Cat. Um, uh, she kind of has a like a minor, minor appearance in the in the base game, and she will be take a starring role in the in the in the in this first drop. Um, and it's you know they have a really interesting dynamic and relationship, and I think you're going to see some just like we twisted some of the stuff with some of the other characters. You're going to see some twists and turns that you might not expect. With Spider-Man and Black Cat, and then um, that will set up the other two that will be released before the end of the year. It's very exciting. And yeah. uh, speaking to what you were saying, Brian, before about finishing the game, just immediately having that marathon sensation. I've seen so many fans who are asking, "But when is New Game Plus so I can beat it all over again?" We're working and on I it. I saw that you guys. We're working on it. So it's you... not done yet, but we're working yeah. on it. And yeah, cool. I mean, we we kind of uh, as we kind of you know you know we realized. Uh, you know, you look at the landscape of games today. It's like photo mode and new game plus. You better be ready. Um, <laughs> and we're working on. It. We were. Uh, we were. I was really happy we were able to get photo mode done by the by the day one patch. And um, I know you weren't. You didn't get to check it out. We needed a review. But um, uh, yeah, I think that um, next thing is up is new game plus and making sure there's uh, fun stuff for people to do. And then maybe a sequel. Well, you I, made yeah. you made the webs work, and you made New York for the webs to work in. So, like, it's pretty easy now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's actually a paint by numbers. You just, just kind of, you know, I just hit a couple <laughs> buttons, and boom, you get you get your sequel. But I mean, you can see the love and attention in yeah. this game, and the story, and everything that's built around it. And obviously, I assume it's not something you guys are just oh, let's abandon. Yeah, I mean, I think that we, you know, nothing to announce, of but, uh, but I think that, um, you know. We obviously want to keep you engaged in our Spider-Man universe. That's why we kind of we said right off the bat you're going to have you know three drops of DLC with you know and it's not just it's not just activities in the city. This is like you know a, sto a full st full story. So like you're going to be able to get a pretty um, chunky you know new new experience. Um, first one with Black Hat and then the, the two that come after that. That's really exciting to see, and I can't wait to play that stuff. As you said, the photo mode came out at, with that day one. Yeah, we got we got some stuff in the works for photo mode as well. I, nothing to announce, but you know, we I think I think our team is excited after seeing the response to keep uh, keep feeding that. Seeing the the positivity around the game in its uh, debut weekend, I think, has been one of the things I've been happiest to see in the gaming industry in a yeah. while. There's just such a happiness around the fans having the game. Yeah, and Insomniac team members yeah. seeing that reaction. It's awesome. I think that. Um, uh, I'm super happy for our fans. Um, I think a lot of them, uh, so many believed in the game, even you know after that like 90 second debut trailer that we had, and uh, super supportive of it. But I've been really, really excited for the team to to see it and to um, to see all the stuff because you know, yeah. I mean, I get I travel around a lot and I get to talk about the game. But as I said to you guys off camera, it's it's 
it's trust me, it's not just me. Um, there's a lot of a lot of smarter people working on the game, a lot of, a lot of really hardworking people, and to see them be not only um, getting congratulatory stuff on you know social media. Um, so many, so many, I'm so glad so many of now are joining Twitter finally. Like Bobby Coddington, our animation director, thank you for finally joining. You're, <laughs> you're a genius, um, getting the kudos that he deserves and his team deserves. But them just like being excited to be looking at photos. Like we talked about Gavin, our lead character artist, like creating photo, you know, the Twitter moments so people can see the photos and um, and people interacting with the fans. Um, it's been really special to see. I think that's part of the 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 um the great thing about working on something like a marvel game um and marvel property is that those fans are so dedicated they are so um passionate and we're passionate game makers so to kind of have you know see those two communities come together has been pretty special and um, i'm so glad that the the team is getting the credit that they deserve well and yeah thank you to you and to the entire insomniac team for putting that passion it's so evident thank in you. the game and yeah. thank you for being here today to be able to talk about everything it's, about the game with it's us. it's been awesome thank really you for having me it's it's like i said this has been really really fun to talk to you guys and uh to know that the game is out so i don't have to i'm thinking like okay there's four 440 bugs that we still have to fix like you know <laughs> you know and you know we'll continue in the thing is we are still looking at, to the community we're looking at seeing their feedback and if something is you know, something, you know, you're hitting a, a trouble spot or something like that. We are still, you know, continually working on the game. That's something I think that um, just all the, our games these days are doing now. It's like it doesn't stop. It doesn't right. stop when we really, it releases really the start of things. And we're going to continue. You're going to see that through DLC. You're going to see through, like we said, New Game Plus. And continually, if there's things popping up that are preventing people from having a good time with it, we'll address it. Yeah, well, it's incredible to see you guys uh, continue to put all that effort into this game even after right. it's launched. So yeah. thank you so much for that and for joining us today. Thank you, Max. Thank you, Brian. Sure. Uh, this has been a very fun Spider-Man spoiler cast. Thank you all so much for watching. Excelsior. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.